now, a reading from the Book of Elimination. And at the foot of the mountain, the deluded heathens stood aside their vile blue god. And Paul said unto them, I am ready to smite thee, foul demon. And Paul picked up a single stone and hurled it with all his might at the demon, striking a mighty blow, but the demon... The blue demon, undeterred and enraged, still stood strong, his tired, misguided worshippers still shouting praise, and Sir Paul picked up another stone, a bigger stone, and felled the putrid blue giant for good. The smell of the demon filled their nostrils as it had fifty-four times before. And Paul said unto the blue team worshippers, Do not shed tears. For we knew this day of reckoning was nearly upon us. Nay, surely you knew in your hearts it was only a matter of time. And now, would you all please stand for hymn number 1967, verse 55, page 18. Blue Team Elimination Watch. Ahem, ahem. The blue team's really bad. It can really make you mad. Elimination makes you want to swear and curse. Now you realize that you're out. Don't grumble, never pout. You'd think that you'd be used to it by now. And... Always look on the bright side of life. Even though the blue team sucks, that's right. Cause Marner's full of crap, a guy you want to slap, and 60 goals don't mean a f***ing thing. You'll see the blue team sucks, they'll never win the cup. Happy 55th anniversary to you, and always look on the bright side of death. Your team plays just like it's high on meth. And this is Blue Team Elimination Watch. See? It's only a matter of time. Hey everybody, the SWP is brought to you by All Insurance Ontario and Jim K. Ford, where you can custom order your next Ford vehicle to ensure you get the exact vehicle you want at the right time. Easy steps. Jump online at jimkford.com, select your vehicle, choose your model, trim, and options. Then the Jim K. Ford team will contact you to confirm your selections and pricing and answer all your questions before your order is placed. Easy as that. Your vehicle created your way. Jim K. Ford, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans or jimkford.com. If you're a loyal listener, you've probably heard me on this podcast before. I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario. I'm also a big fan of the show. If you are too, we'll probably get along. Want great insurance rates? Then I'm your guy. Call or text me at 801-2659 or check out allins.ca. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. The SWP with Steve Warren and Jim Jerome. Ottawa Sports Talk every weekday. Welcome to the show. It's the Steve Warren Project. (laughs) 
It's the Steve Warren Project, affectionately and lovingly billed as the SWP. It's Steve and Jimmy loaded up for another session of sports and whatever. I've been cutting brush and pruning trees all day. Got a bit of a beer buzz going, not going to lie. And excited nice. to start a new podcast week. James, how are you? I work with Russ, uh, Steve. Beer buzz is fine, okay? I'm, I know how to deal with it, okay? I know how to deal with it. Stevie, I'm good. Uh, yeah, I've got, got my garden all done. I'll send you a little video, Stevie. Nice. Uh, yep. Bought all the plants. Yeah, not cheap, but it's the only way to do it. I got all my neighbors, right, who are retired, and all they do is muck around their garden, right? They muck around, and, and they come running over when the guy saw me throwing out the old potted plants from the year before. And they'll yep. come over and they go, what are you doing? I said, I'm just taking these to the dump. Oh my God, you can't do that. You got to save those pots. What? <laughs> save them for what? Well, then you can get some garden loam and fill them up and go buy some seeds or some flowers and reap. No, Freddie. No, no, I don't, Freddie. Okay. Get off. Get away from me, Fred. I go to the store. I buy the plants. I lay them down. Never had a dinner. It's the best thing ever, Steve. Cost you a couple hundred bucks. But you're done. Mm-hmm. You're done. Yeah. Okay. They're 30, 40 bucks a plant. I buy half a dozen of them and my garden's set up. But 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 senior citizens freak out if they, they, it's almost like it ruins their day if you go, they go like this. You spent $38 on that on brackets? Oh God, I had two in my garage. Oh. Oh. Oh God. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? They hold their <laughs> I hope I don't get like that. Oh my, what a waste. You know, and they walk away sulking with their head down, going, Oh, I can't believe we did that. <laughs> well, I think it's one of those deals, you know, they're they're so used to you know, they probably raised a family and they had work and they had struggles throughout their I youth. Guess and, I- and now, you know, as a Long time empty nester. You you kind of go looking for obstacles. I think. I think we need challenges and obstacles in our lives, and some deal with more serious ones than others. I guess, and I guess, they, <laughs> guess all your neighbors are into their trivial problems. Years. Anyway, that's a. I'll tell you what, Stevie. Okay, I didn't know whether the Oilers were going to win that series or not. Um, thank you, Jim. Okay, thank you, because it went seven <laughs> games. Okay. Um, <laughs> I thought they were going to win, and then I realized, no, they're into it here. Okay, it's not, it's not going to happen. They might win. They might not. I didn't really see a bunch, Stevie, you know, that was saying, oh, they're, you know, it's, they're just having bad luck. Uh, you know, the bounces, none of that shit, right? They, were, they got outplayed. They, they outplayed them. They got outplayed. They outplayed them. The goalie was good. The goalie was bad. On and on, right? But the game last night, Stevie, okay, the, I don't know what the puck possession was. I don't know if you can look it up. The, the time of possession Okay, and in game seven last night, the Oilers lambasted that team. Like they lambasted, it, it was only 2 nothing. There might have been an empty net goal. I don't know. If not for Quick, okay, the L.A. goalie, right? The guy, the, the guy should be first star, there's no doubt, even though Smith got a shutout. The guy, uh, like it could have easily been 8 nothing, Steve, okay? The, the chances, they, they, they controlled the puck the whole time. Now I'm going... These fuckers can win the Stanley Cup, Stevie. Mm-hmm. These, they, it was, it was just the best dominating performance I've seen. Uh, I don't watch many other games, right? I watch the other games, but it was just watch out, man, watch out, Stevie, for Days Euler, baby. I've, I've honestly thought there? LA. There? I'm here. No. Yeah, okay. I'm here. I was just listening. 
<laughs> the LA Kings, I thought, were maybe the weakest team. Maybe if I had to choose one team to play in the playoffs, whether I'm an Eastern team or a Western team, throw at the format. If I was just given the opportunity to choose one of the teams of the 16, LA might be that team. Because I saw them a couple of years in the a couple of games this year when the Senators took them on and they gave them all they can handle. And I certainly didn't come away from either game going, Well, wow, look out for them Kings. They're gonna be tough in the playoffs. No, mm-hmm. I didn't do that. And so I would I would caution you to getting getting too excited that you guys just went seven games against the team that I thought was the weakest in all the playoffs. Right. That's my point. That's my point until that game seven. Okay. It was like a completely different team, Stevie. Mm-hmm. And I don't watch games that, that attentively, Stevie, but that deal last night, my friend. Okay. That deal last night was a totally different team. All right. Completely right. different team, Stevie. I'm trying to impersonate someone. I don't know who it is. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's uh, I'm, I think it's George Costanza's father. Doesn't he yell oh, like that? Completely that's, uh, different team. Frank Costanza, played by the late Jerry Stiller, who passed yeah. away not that long ago, actually. Doesn't he A do that? Doesn't he sort of genius? Yeah, he was. Doesn't he sort of do that? Talk oh, yeah. that, Steve. He quite famously did that kind of stuff, though, and it was totally unscripted. Right? It was just nobody knew it was coming. They do the read through at the table like they do in every sitcom. And then it came down to actually shooting the scene. And Jerry Stiller was famous for doing stuff like that. The way he used his voice and body, just like it would stop the show because his fellow castmates would absolutely crack up and lose their shit because he was so funny. (laughs) So uniquely funny. There's one where they, Elaine and Jerry Stiller, Frank Costanza, are about to fight, like actually, actually have a fist fight. You want a piece of me? Right. I want the whole thing. You got it. And they got into it. And but Julia Louis Dreyfus just could not get through the scene. They just had one blooper after another. Just sure. tremendous stuff. Awesome stuff. Uh, by the way, that, speaking yeah. of uh, sitcoms, I watched on the weekend, not to get away from hockey, because I got to get to the Blue Team Elimination Watch, which I've been promoting all weekend. Sure. I saw Kids in the Hall the reboot. And let me guess now, don't say anything. Yeah. I'm gonna go because I saw the trailers. Uh, none of the trailers did it for me. Right. And if the right. trailers don't do it for you, I came away going, I don't think I'm going to watch this thing. I'm going to wait right. to hear what Warnsy says because I know he remembers them from the way back. Yeah, and I, I watched uh, religiously back in the late 80s, early 90s, right? the original Kids in the Hall series on CBC. It was great. 27 years have gone by now since they went off the air. And uh, well, they've gotten old, as we all have, but it's just uh, the thing that I was struck by, I think it was right in the first episode, was the uh, incredible amount of penis that uh, basically was thrust into the first episode. Um, I don't think I've seen. I mean, Dave Foley and uh, Kevin McDonald are playing like shots of penises. No, just full frontal nudity for the longest time maybe I've seen in TV history. Oh, so God. Dave Foley and Kevin McDonald, they, they play characters. This is the premise. They've just robbed uh, a bank. They jump into their getaway car, and then all of a sudden the cops come up. And basically they decide in the car, you know what? You know what they're not looking for? Two naked guys. And so they took all their clothes <laughs> off, That's kind got of into the vehicle, and they actually, you know, they, they convinced the cops it wasn't them. Well, we're not looking for two naked guys. These guys were, per- anyway, 
The point is they stood there full frontal nudity with their business hanging out, jumping up and wow. down at one point. They made them jump up and down, doing, doing. And I was like, I've never seen this much penis in one TV show before. Wow. So we is now it, know I, what 40% of the kids in the hall look like with their pants off. That's funny. Anyway, um, but, but it, you had to ask your question. Sorry, Steve, is that show, is it not skits or is it a half hour show? Yeah, it's sketch comedy. It sketch, always has okay. been, and this one is too. Okay, okay. Yeah, to answer your question, uh, I wasn't a big fan. Uh oh, uh oh. There were, there were moments where I was going, oh, that's clever, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't really any real laugh out loud moments for me, to be honest, where there was in the 80s and 90s in the original. Right. But uh, I've only seen the one episode. So I think they, I think it's one of those deals where they go blat and they got all the uh, episodes out at once. So I'll give another and one a bunch a of dough, probably. Bunch of yeah. dough from Prime. Yeah. Uh, the reboots don't often work, huh, Stevie? Okay. Yeah, well, it's, series. yeah, yeah, and it's such a big change. Like these guys are all now about sixty on average, so it's a uh, right. It's, it's very different <laughs> from what we last saw. So anyway, yeah. okay. that, that was a shot. Back to the Leafs. Back to the NHL. Oh, what and about of course. Those Leafs? I was cheering. Oh, for that them. was the that was the best. That was the best. No, you know, you, know, you keep saying, you know, you don't have to keep up this charade, or in British uh, language, charade. Okay, mm-hmm. you don't have to keep up this charade that you actually hate the Leafs. I'm tired of it. I don't. I don't. I don't care. But um, <laughs> I will say this: say I, I love. Okay. I, I enjoy the Ottawa Senators winning more than I enjoy the Leafs losing. But I really, really still like the Leafs losing a lot. Thus, 55 years of blue team elimination. Watch. Yes, cheers to 55 years since they last go. won a Stanley Cup. 2004 was the last time they won a playoff series. And they've also got a new one I didn't know until Saturday night. And that is the fact that they're the first NHL team ever to go five straight years in a, in at least in a, in a winner take all game and lose all five. No one has ever done that. Did you say they haven't won a playoff series since 2004? Yes, sir. So there'd be years they didn't make the playoffs there for sure. A bunch. Yeah. What the hell, man? Holy God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been Anyway, great. I was wa- listening to the desk again. As you know, I like the desk. Uh, Bieksa and Elliot Friedman and Kelly Rudy and whoever else. Um, and Elliot was saying, uh, they don't need to blow it up. Everyone don't panic. Okay. You know, the coaches are fine. They had an unbelievable regular season. Uh, relax. Kelly Rudy, not so much. Kelly, who doesn't, who doesn't wander too much off the safety beam, Steve? Right. Okay. Not too offensive. Doesn't like to upset anyone. Tough gig. You know, tough gig. Uh he came out and said, Yeah, they do. They gotta they gotta they gotta mix up some players and stuff. I, I forget exactly what he said, but but I was like, hey, Kelly, ooh, stepping out. Well, uh, let me say that, this. Kelly Rudy couldn't be more wrong. The reality okay. is, and this is the problem with the organization in general. Why have they lost five straight years where they have a winner-take-all, or five straight times in a winner-take-all scenario. I mean, that's just... Why is that? Well, I, think it's pretty cl- I, think it's, well, I think it's pretty clear that the pressure of everything I just talked about, the cup drought, we haven't mm-hmm. won since 04. The Toronto media is bonkers, just in their face all the time. Leaf fans are in their face all the time. I'm sure if you're a Toronto Maple Leaf, you can't go anywhere right. without somebody... Even Even the... Even the positive support you get from fans would have be kind of pr- packed with pressure 
uh, you know, w- with the expectation from from your fan base. So I just I think that's the biggest reason for it. So I don't I don't agree with Kelly Rudy. I think that what's happening here is that the players and the management team they're paying for the sins of employees and players of the past. You have to look at what's going on right now in this moment, and you just took on the Stanley Cup champions. And you right. went seven games with them. They're right. the two-time Stanley Cup champions. And you were like a goal away. Um, and and I saw Jonas Siegel on Twitter. How close was Leafs and Lightning? Goals in the series, Leafs 24, Lightning 23. Shots in the series, Leafs 216, Lightning 215. Wow. So if you decide to blow Good up the there. team right now, yeah, it is. You blow up the team right now, I think you're foolish. But I don't mind if you do because I hate the Leafs. Yeah, I, I I mean they, the games were good. The games were good, right? There wasn't there there wasn't too much wrong with them. I I get, you know the high the, the old hindsight thing, right? There it, it's never more apparent, you know, than than in sports, right? In sports, like oh man, they should have. Don't, don't say it, please. Do not fucking say they should have won Game Four, okay, or whatever it is. Thanks for that, you know, or that they had a chance there. And they didn't capitalize, Steve. Okay, just it's like it's like it's like I don't know, Steve. It's like it's like rotten, okay, scungy knitting needles being shoved down my throat when I hear shit like that. After scungy, scungy, yeah, scungy knitting needles. I don't know if you know that's a saying? word, but I like okay, it, it a it, lot. They they did play Tampa, which is an excellent point. Okay, they they ended up playing Tampa. Just you know, are they having ba- are they having bad luck? No, no, no. Is is you know, it's unfortunate for the city, but the fucking league is good, man. The league is good, you know? Like oh, I God. said, you watch, watch that game. Watch the second period of that Oilers game last night, right? And you're going, holy Jesus Christ. Excuse me. These, uh, the, the, the NHL has got unbelievable freaking talent, you know? Yeah, unbelievable. It'd be a little different, Stevie. A team gets wiped out, you know, for nothing. And every single period break from the analysts were saying, bad effort there, you know? Not skating hard enough, you know. These guys don't back check, you know. They're 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 making stupid passes. They're trying to, you know, they're trying to do everything by themselves. Shit like that, right? I, I might get that, right? Where people come forward and go, okay, this team sucks, <laughs> but Toronto doesn't suck. You know, they didn't suck. It was good, good series. Oh, they suck. They just suck by their very nature. <laughs> That's I'll never, you'll never, I'll never let go of that. I'm a dog and All a right. bone when it comes to that. But I will say that I guess I disagree with you a little because Game Six. They had to do something unique because I thought in that third period, I'd, I'm watching it. Tampa's down a goal in game six, third period. If the Leafs can finish it off in the third, then they win the series. And I, and I didn't have any vibe that Tampa was going to come back until Toronto took two high-sticking calls and it's a five-on-three. Right. And that's, that's the only thing I think that would have gotten Tampa Bay back in that game. Mm-hmm. And uh, shame on the Leafs. You know, right. A lot of people didn't like that first high-stick call. The second one was for sure. But, uh, yeah, no, if the Leafs had managed to stay out of the penalty box, they win the series. So I, I think I, I disagree a little bit and that I would, if I was a Blue Team fan, I would have some Game 6 regret. Not to mention, in Game 7, the opportunity was knocking because Braden Point got hurt and right. had to leave the right. game. Kucherov, was at, he's, he's either at a gas or he's got some kind of injury. Looks like he's sometimes, you know, only be able to push off on one side. So there's two of your best players, not to mention the fact that... Uh, their goaltender Vasilevsky did not have a great series. His save percentage True. in the series was under 900. So, if, if you were ever going to beat the defending two-time champions, that was your 
your opportunity and it just didn't work out for the leaves. But I think it's dumb. I mean, objectively speaking, if I put away my hatred for the team, I would, if I'm the president of the Leafs or the ownership of the Leafs, I would say that sucks. And it certainly sucks when you pile it on to everything that's happened over the last 55 years or specifically the last 2004, but you can't, right. you can't lump all that in together. I'm sorry. You just can't. You're, so you're saying the team's fine. Objectively. Absolutely. I would make right. some tweaks. I might look at a way to get, you know, either move Tavares, although he's way too expensive or a Nylander, you know, because I feel like they've got too much of something. I think you need to bring in at least one or two guys, one guy on the blue line, one guy up front who's got skill, but it's hard skill that that really comes out in the playoffs. Right. So you look at Tampa Bay bringing in Nick Paul. I think he made a bit of a difference last night. He is hard <laughs> skill. He's not a point of game guy, but he can add skill. Good two way player. And man, did he come through in the clutch with both goals? Yeah, and and uh, was the same in the. Uh, there, there's a lot similar here when you, um, CC did the same thing, uh, for the Oilers. Not a not an offensive guy, you know, but 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 you know, talk about step it up. Uh, the other one when you're talking about, uh, Kucherov, right, being yep. injured. Dry it's the same injury that Drysaddle has. Yes, he yes, clearly it looks like he it. clearly cannot push off his right foot. Clearly, and the guy stayed out there. I didn't think they'd. Uh, he's not the same guy at all. Not the same guy at all. And uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen with him if he's, uh, if he's. He clearly is hurt though. He clearly is not. And they're both the same ilk, right? Both guys, Kucherov, Drysaddle, right? They're. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, right. he looks like he's. Uh, he looks like a kid on you know just sort of going down the sidewalk on a skateboard kind of thing. He's yeah. only able to yeah, push weird. with one leg. It's uh, interesting. We also saw uh, along with the Leafs falling to the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Oilers prevailing in seven over the Kings. We also saw the Boston Bruins lose game seven, three, two to the Hurricanes. So we'll get into that story and as well, defending champion Phil Mickelson, not going to play in the PGA championship. He was an absolute rock star there last year, not going to play. So we'll talk about that after these words. Jim K. Ford is your home of the all new Ford Maverick designed to seize the day. This beautiful truck is built Ford tough and gives you the best of both worlds. Compact on the outside, but still big enough on the inside to seat five and store all of your stuff. Not to mention the cool 8-inch touchscreen on your dash to help you get your work done. Learn more and pre-order the all-new Ford Maverick today at JimKFord.com. How long have you been with your insurance company? What's in your policy? Who do you talk to when you have questions? I'm Josh from All Insurance Ontario. Send me a text and let me handle it for you. 613-860-6008. All Insurance Ontario modern boutique broker and while he's not in the commercial rotation for today's show we did want to say something about glenn walton in that uh his dad passed away late last week so i'm sure james you join me in uh, sending along condolences to glenn and his family today yeah uh because glenn's a great guy right um so there's always credit to who came before you right yeah um, I, I I don't I didn't know his father at, at all, but yeah, condolences uh, for sure, Glenn. Yeah, um, I, I, like I've always told you, I've never been wired as to what to what to say, but uh, I get it. I get it. So do you. So do you. Um, you know, losing your father, you gotta. I think the only thing to do, Stevie, is uh, you gotta you gotta grab on to all the great memories. Yeah, you know, other, otherwise you're. I mean, you're the, the grieving process is. 
It's horrible. You know, it's horrible. So yeah, you hang in there, Glenn. Yep. Well said. Um, moving on to sports again, and apologies for the awkward segue, but you know, I feel like talking about Phil Mickelson and the, when I'm teed it up going into the commercial, I said sure, to myself, sure. I want to get your take on that because it was one of the best golfing memories I have of the PGA. Here's a 50 year old dude who goes out and wins the PGA championship and that walk up 18 at a time when COVID was, you know, still in our, in our in a headspace in a big way. And everybody just basically just jumps over the ropes and fills in the last group. I think was it Brooks Kepka he was with, I think. Jeez, what I forget, say? Stevie. I forget. Yeah. Anyway, whoever it was, he and his partner wa- trying to walk up, and it was like the entire fairway was just this mass of humanity, and Phil Mickelson puts it away and basically made PGA history at age 50, becoming the oldest champion in 161 years of the majors. It was a really special moment, I think, if you're a golf fan. But Mickelson withdrew from the PGA Championship on Friday, electing to extend his hiatus from golf following his comments about a Saudi-funded rival league that he supports in the PGA Tour he accused of greed. So we've, I think we've been thinking to this point, James, that it's been the PGA pulling the strings on his absence. Like, uh, we'd uh, recommend you do not come around. But the PGA Championship tweeted out that, uh, yeah, it was his, his call. They wish Phil and Amy the very best and look forward to his return to golf. What's your thought on things? My thought on things is I just, I, I can't really understand, Stevie, uh, that I, I know what Phil said. Okay, leave, leave the rival league aside for a second. What he ended up saying was, which was kind of confusing, right? He's like, okay, I, you know, the PGA is greedy. I, I'm going to maybe go play over there. And then he went on to say, don't forget those, those Mo effers uh kill people for gay marriage and and the way they treat women or something okay i i I paraphrase okay and uh so that that became a story right about this thing but but excuse me uh i i i I didn't get the situation that, that that the gravity of that thing should be that serious that would cause him to step aside from the pga and i probably don't think it is because it doesn't make sense the pga a story against the rival league, Steve, is totally interesting, man. Okay? It's totally interesting. Two things. Uh, Greg Norman, right, is the guy who's running this rival league and has been very outspoken saying his biggest thing that he said, Stevie, is whatever, we have tons of cash. Okay? Right. Tons and tons of cash. Endless amount of money. Okay? So... We are going to be able to fight this in court. And what he's fighting is he thinks they cannot have a monopoly on where players can play. He's saying it's unfair. It's, you, you, can't, you can't do it. Uh, and I think there's a lot of oomph to that. I, I do. I think, there's, I think there's something to say for that, right? Um, you know, other sports have rival leagues. They, they work, they don't work. The, the, the thing about it, Stevie, is... Um, where the PGA, I think, has the nuts is not so much contractually, whether they have to play or not or commit to playing. Uh, I think they're allowed three times a year, Steve, to go play in you know, conflicting events, okay? I think they're allowed to play three times away from the PGA Tour in, in conflicting events, and that's great. It's great for the gro- growth of golf. You'll see the guys go to Asia. you look up one day and go, wow, look at the guys who are over here in Saudi Arabia playing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, where I think it's going to be a problem, Stevie, for these players 
and that rival league is the majors. That's what I think is really people are going to look up and go, well, the, you know, unless these guys play in the majors, there's going to be a big asterisk every year on the PGA Tour beside these events, right? If guys like Sergio and, and other guys, who knows who's going to follow in this league? Um, I, I think it's more set up for younger guys, right? What does Sergio Garcia give a shit if he plays in whatever, PGA or that place? What does mm. Phil give a shit, whether he does or whatever? Greg Norman might like it you know, for these guys to come ahead. Uh, but the difficulty is going to be if they're not allowed to play in majors, if they go to that thing, it's going to screw up the PGA. You understand what I'm saying? A hundred percent. Yeah. And that's, yeah. if I'm running the PGA tour and someone's running a rival business and one of my employees wants to dance over there, it's, it'd be very much like, you know, you and I, when we were working in radio, going across the street after we finished our morning show at one company and doing the midday show for the other company. I'm pretty sure that our employers are going to have a problem with that. Yeah, interesting. It's it, it's going to be real interesting what happens. Um, I, I totally understand that, right? I totally understand that. Go look at you guys. We have built this thing. It is the absolute machine of professional golf. Okay, the PGA is the nuts. You get to see it every week now. They've grown it. The persons are high. The talent's unreal. The scores are low. The sponsors are lining up. They they've given away. I don't know. I think over a billion dollars for sure, Steve, in charitable donations. Okay. Right. And, and foundations that they built. It's just, it's just the nuts. It's the nuts for a sports league. Um, so, you know, for you to, for you to come away from this, I, I always go back to what Arnold Palmer said, you know, if you start to do that, pick and choose that you're getting, you're, you're becoming bigger than the game. Right. And, and, that's what that's what's going to happen here, right? The guys are Phil Mickelson might think he's bigger than the game. Um, you know, the PGA made him Stevie uh, with no PGA. There's no Phil. There's no Tiger. There's no nothing. There's no Arnold. There's no Jack. There's no golf. Okay, <laughs> without without the PGA. Yeah. Um, so I agree. I agree with what you're saying. It's like okay, okay. Throw the legal shit out here, boys. Throw the give me a break here. Give me a freaking break. Okay, what we're trying to do. Okay, and you guys are thumbing your nose at that now because someone came along with a pot full of cash? Yeah. For Okay, Phil, you of all guys don't need more cash. Although you lost 10 million or something gambling or 40 million, but he doesn't. Phil's got billions, you know, he's got tons. Sergio, Johnny Rom, right? All the all these guys got got tons of Dustin Johnson. Oh, they all got tons of dough. So No doubt. And if you're um, going to go, I would keep my head down and keep my commentary to myself like what Sergio said a couple of weeks ago, saying, I can't wait to get out of here, so I don't have to deal with you guys anymore. That's really thumbing your nose. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it more like Lee Westwood, where I'm just going to do it and, and hope for the best, keep my head down, don't make any comments. Um, this is the line, by the way, the full line for PGA the PGA Championship on their Twitter account. We have just been informed that Phil Mickelson is withdrawn from the PGA Championship. Phil is the defending champion and currently eligible to be a PGA Life member, and we would have loved... We would have welcomed him to participate. We wish Phil and Amy the very best and look forward to his return to golf. Right now, Mickelson has not played since February 6th at the Saudi International, and he's been pretty much completely out of public view. And that's a big difference because if you look at his last couple of years, like he's been a beast on social media, and he's right. sort of backed away from everything. So I'm keen to see what the future holds for Phil Mickelson. Yeah, and what doesn't make sense is that that he would back down for those reasons, you know, like he he 
you know, where he said they're, they're greedy uh, or, you know, the, the comments he made about uh, Saudis and how their, their, you know, their, their laws are terrible and all that shit. Right. And that, that doesn't mean that he would have to step away from the game because of that. So maybe there's something when when they bring his wife's name into there, Stevie, is there something personally going on health wise? Again, that that, it sort of hints at that, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. What does Amy have to do with this? I don't, I don't, they're, they're, that's a bit of a bit of a foreshadowing that maybe it's something else. Because because w- why would Phil not play in the PGA? Don't worry about what you said. Fuck, it's no big deal, man. It's no big deal what you said. It's no big deal that you made ma- made a slight derogatory comment about the PGA calling them greedy. Yeah. Does that mean you have to pull out of the PGA? No. You know, no, it doesn't. There's there's far worse things that people have said, Stevie, that, that don't come anywhere near them pulling themselves out of their league or stepping down, you know? Uh, by the way, as we get away from this story, uh, a quick note on the PGA Tour event. Uh, it seems like TPC Craig Ranch was not much of a challenge. I'm looking at the top five here. Uh, they, were all mi- <laughs> they were all minus 23 or better. It was Kyung Hyun Lee who ends up winning at minus 26. Jordan Spieth right on his tail at minus 25. Spieth has got this... And has for a while now. He's got this weird sort of, you know, warm up where he, he rehearsal like, swing. Is just- yeah, when Mike, yeah, exactly. When Mike Weir was at his best, he had that sort of half rehearsal swing. But Spieth is doing the whole nine yards on the back swing and then bringing it down, and then doing it again. Uh, yeah. But he's playing great now. So yeah. he's playing good, right? I think he's. I think. I think. I think he's won already this year, and he and he played plays second at this event. Absolutely. Um, Anyway, it'll, it'll be interesting to see, you know. I will totally lose interest in the PGA if this rival league, I, I don't know how it's going to work, you know. I was watching the f- a football game today, Stevie. I don't know what league it is, okay. Uh, but there, there's games being televised with this rival American Football League, okay. I, I think it's the USFL. Okay. Stevie, I, I don't know, 20 people in the stands? Really? Like zero people in the stands. Zero. Right. Why is that? I don't know. NFL's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy for sure. Yeah. It was the same yeah. with, uh, I'm sure, NHL fans who are old enough to remember the WHA. They probably generally felt the same way, though it was it was relatively successful. Successful enough right. that, that they got a bunch of NHL teams out of it. They basically folded most of the league, but some teams like the Oilers, the Whalers, the Nordiques, the Jets... They got NHL franchises out of it. I don't think the USFL is going to get NFL teams out of this. Right. Interesting. You know, interesting you bring in up an in, in individual sport in golf, though. I think it's uh, who knows what that'll hold. Well, you bring up an interesting point. Um, if this rival golf league, for example, okay, uh, what what may happen with that rival league, though, is you're going to get uh, some best players in the world who are going to go there. Okay. Let's 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 assume that okay, that Norman is going to do his work on this thing. He's going to have a good idea. That that you know you're talking about Sergio, like Sergio, right? The other day came out and said, "I can't wait to get out of this fucking league, the PGA." He, right. I don't think he dropped the f bomb, right? So the difference here, Steve, is uh, the rival football league would have Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady coming to play in it. The rival golf league is going to have some of the best players in the world playing in it. I agree so, with you, though. There'll be probably the older guys, that, you know, name guys who are kind of struggling to keep up with the younger crowd, like, you know, Thomas or Spieth or whoever. 
I think those are the guys. If I'm running that rival league, those are the guys I'm targeting because I know they will get eyeballs on screens even though they're maybe not top 10 every week in the PGA Tour anymore. So I think Garcia is exactly the sort of, exactly the sort of guy I would be going after. There is a rival league, Stephen. You brought it up, right? And I'm not that interested in it. The European Golf League. I, I, I don't know what it's called now. DLB League or something like that. But, uh, I've, you know, I, I look at it each weekend, right? I look who won. I look, you know, I glance at it. It's on. It's on the golf channel in the middle of the night here. Um, but I've never, I've, I've, I've never, you know, I, is there anyone who would step up and go, you know, given the choice, I'm going to watch the European tour right. instead of the PGA. No, you're not. You're lying. No, you're not. Right, you're not going to do it. So, all right, yeah. let's close it out. Uh, the Boston Bruins, by the way, just getting back to them for a second, they fall to the Carolina Hurricanes, and I was just a game where I just felt like with Carolina up three to one. And by the way, uh, Max Domi had greatest game of his life, and they ended up with three points and a three-two win over the Bruins. And I never felt really until Pasternak scored with about 21 seconds left to make it three-two. I didn't feel like Boston was going to get back. Like Carolina is really smothering. I think they're going to be a tougher out than people think in the oh, yeah. East. Okay. Yeah. And with Boston, the question now becomes, is Patrice Bergeron going to call it a career? The Bruins captain's going to turn 37 this summer, unsigned for next season. He's declined to say whether or not he plans to come back for a 19th year. I'll say this, his game's still pretty damn good. Um, I'm looking at the uh, visual of the handshake line. He's a... Uh, He's shaking the hands of, I think it's Jordan Stahl, and he looks like a defeated dude, like, or a sad dude, one of the two, maybe a guy that's uh, realizing this might be my farewell here. But uh, what a great career if Bergeron is, in fact, calling it quits. The other one is, Steve, is, is Rod Brindaborn not just, like, the most likable coach in sports? He's the kind of guy that would really inspire you, for sure. Yeah, cool, man. Like, they... they, they, they... They, 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 they. <laughs> That's all, folks. Um, they show them in the locker room. They do all these quirky things inside the locker room. Like I saw, I saw one last night or something where these teams, they have guys introducing the starting lineup. Have you seen that shit that they do? Sure. So they'll have a player get up and 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 scream at the top of his lungs in the dressing room who's starting. Yeah, not so much. Man. Yeah. yeah. Settle down, boys. Okay. Yeah. But Brindamore, they will show him in the locker room. And, and he's constantly pumping up his guys. I, re- I really like that guy. I really like him. I would argue that even though he's been out of hockey for, I think, a good decade, he's still probably, as far as physical shape goes, he's probably better than, I don't know, 70% of the guys in the league. He is an absolute rock star in the gym. Rod Brindamore? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Rod the Bod. I know that. Uh, don't forget our website, stevewproject.com. Get yourself an SWP t-shirt if you're enjoying the show. James, enjoy your day. We'll talk to you next time. Hang in there, Glenn. Good night, everybody. Right on. Thanks. Thanks.